Yo, what's up, friends? Welcome back to the local podcast. Today's episode of the podcast is brought to you by Greensburg Video. That's my video and photography company located right here on Main Street in Greensburg. If you and your company are up for some fresh ideas and some engaging content, look no further than Greensburg Video. Speaking of advertising, you can do that for your business right here on the local podcast. If you're interested in that, hit me up at thelocal724.com. But enough of this palaver. Let's get the show on the road. Welcome to the local 724 podcast in three, two, one. Yo, welcome back to the local podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Hauser. Today with me, we have Tom Charlie of the Charlie Family Shop and Saves. What's up, bud? Hey, man. Thanks for having me. Really appreciate having me on here. Absolutely, dude. So give me like the rundown, man. Like, how did you get into the business and, you know, what's it all about? Yeah, sure. Um, so I, I don't know if you're familiar with the history of the, the business, but um, back in the early 1900s, it's, it's if you don't mind me going into a little no. length about it. But, yeah, please. Um, yeah, my great grandfather, Mike, came, immigrated from Syria when he was 16 and started a food truck. Um, didn't speak English or anything and just started hawking food off the back of a truck and um, out in Dairy, <laughs> PA. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was really yeah. cool. And from there, he kind of grew his business to a little local warehouse. Um, and then he had three kids, uh, my grandfather and my two uncles. And they started what is known as Charlie Brothers Warehouse. And um, so they ran the biggest warehouse uh, distribution center in uh, Western Pennsylvania for a number of years. And then there was no obvious successor. My dad was in law school. Um, my uncles and aunts weren't really interested in the business. So they sold to a company called uh, Super Value, now Unify, which is the largest independent warehouse in the country. Mm -hmm. And um, my dad wasn't really feeling law school or being a lawyer. He did it for a couple of years and he wanted to get back in the business. My grandparents were still involved in the industry. So he, uh, he decided to get back in the business. So his first store he bought was the one behind Westmoreland Mall. And um, he did that from... 83 to 2000 when he sold that store. And for me, I started working in the business when I was 12. I was running carts, bagging <laughs> groceries, uh, sweeping the floor, painting the yeah. parking lot. Um, that's where I started. I started when I was really young. Um, and then I did that till college. Then I did like the whole college thing. I went to WJ, um, did the intern programs with like accounting firms and stuff like that. So I got away from it for a while, moved to DC for a few years, worked mm -hmm. for the Navy and then oh, cool. What'd you do for the Navy? I worked as an auditor, not the most exciting world, but, um, it was really good for where I am at now with yeah. like, um, understanding how to like do some deep dive into numbers and stuff, which is really important to what I do now. Yeah. Um, and then from there I went to Pitt. I got my master's, my MBA at Pitt, moved to Nashville after Pitt for two years, worked in the music industry nice. for CAA, uh, creative artist agency. Cool. Um, did booking and tours down there. Um, absolutely if anyone ever has a chance to live in nashville one million percent recommend check it, it out huh? coolest spot in the world yeah absolutely so i did that for a couple of years and then uh back in 2012 i moved back full-time permanent career and yeah. that's where i've been at since um yeah so we have three stores we have two in greensburg and the one in murraysville now yeah Dude, that's awesome, man. So Nashville was just I, you're a musician, aren't you? Yeah, you yeah, play, yeah. Guitar. Play yeah. guitar yeah i've been playing since um, i was like 12 yeah so was that kind of like the idea was just like you love music and everything. So you wanted to just head down to Nashville and check it out. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a little, little more than that. So I, 
have I have family in the industry. Um, oh, okay. My cousin is Keith Urban's agent. Um, oh, and, like he's a big time. He always wins like agent of the year for country music. It's That's awesome. Darren Murphy, if you look <laughs> him up, uh, he's he's as good as it gets. And so I've always been kind of close with him. Yeah. And um, I was like, how how do I get into this industry? I'm like hardcore into music. Um, and then uh, so I reached out to him. We went on vacation one year back to Corolla. And I was talking to him. I was like, yeah, I'd really be interested in doing that. And he's like, yeah, come check it out. I interned there and I, it ended up turning into two years of awesome. So I lived with a band down there and yeah, I did the Nashville life hard. That's awesome. Definitely dude. did the Nashville life hard. It's amazing. <laughs> it's, it's so great. All kinds of music. Um, met lifelong friends. Yeah. Yeah. It was awesome. Dude. So cool. Yeah. So, I mean, like, you know, similar stories. I went to college in Erie. I was out of the, out of this area for like five years, moved to, uh, back here and then i ended up moving to lancaster for video work and stuff and i keep coming back here because it's just like well i miss my family a and then this community just seems like there's so much potential here and i think like you probably saw this too like when you were in nashville and dc there were things there that you probably were like oh my god if Greensburg would just adapt a few of these ideas. Yeah, I have like the, the problem with me is I'm I'm a, like a, an idea machine. Like yeah. I'm, I'm always thinking of ideas and I, I apply most of it for me. It works because I apply it to work and I'm uh-huh. always like, how can I do this? How can? But then I take a step back and I look at Greensburg like, man, like there's one thing that I would die for in Greensburg. And that's like a legit climbing room, like a climbing gym. Yeah. I think the city would love something like that. Absolutely. But I'm like, I don't have time to do that. Right. But I was like, I wish someone would come in and build a climbing gym and do, do it yeah. upright. Cause that would be, uh, it's the Nashville has this amazing one. I'm like, we would easily support it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's like a million things like that. You're, and the thing with Greensburg, like now with the, the casino and everything going on, there's a lot of cool things going on in Greensburg right now that get you really yeah. excited. Tons of potential. Yeah. Yeah. And I've been listening to your podcast and hearing the different people on there, like uh, bougie boards. I was like, that's like little things like that. are just awesome. And hearing about the casino, hearing about Veritas, um, Sean over at invisible man. I mean, all these cool little guys and and not even little, just like all these business ventures that are just growing in Greensburg that are unique to Greensburg. Yeah. Uh, It's, it's exciting. Yeah. It's wild. It's exciting to see like, you know, everybody kind of getting wrapped up in this Renaissance of Greensburg and just kind of like, you know, if, if there's any, ever a time to do it, like it's now just I do it. Totally agree. I totally, and like, even like this week with uh Greensboro restaurant week. Right. Yeah. And you got everyone like coming together. It's like really feels community. You have the, the event on Pennsylvania with Jess that yeah. runs like the night market night markets. Yeah. Things yep. like that. Like 10 years ago that just didn't exist. Right. And now you have all these really cool community things going on and it's just, you see the community coming together closer yeah. and, and you can see the trajectory of the city it, mm-hmm. and it's not where it used to be. Right. It's yeah. on the upswing. Yeah. It's For really sure. exciting. So you know about music fest coming up then this yeah, week. Right? Yeah. I was just listening to the cultural trust uh, on my way over. Yeah. Here. Yeah. Yeah. Dude. Music fest is like one of the coolest things. Have you been to I the have, other ones? I have not. No, I haven't had oh, the opportunity dude. yet. You're going to, if you're around on Saturday, man, it yeah, is, unfortunately my weekend's pretty crazy. Cause yeah. I have, um, every year we do the 4-H auction oh, okay. at, at the West Maryland fairgrounds where we go in and bid on all like animals from the 4-H people. And we sell mm-hmm. the, like the grand champions at the store. And then I have, my daughter has a friend's first birthday. It's that and the wife's out of town. So <laughs> there you go. I'm going to be, yeah, I'm going to be dadding it up this yeah. weekend. All good, man. Yeah. yeah you can yeah. live vicariously through one of us. I will we'll absolutely. Yeah. Live, for me, live music's <laughs> where it's at. I mean, yeah. when I was in Nashville, I, I, over two years, I went to over 400 shows. Yeah. Like that's all I did. That was my life, man. That's awesome. Yeah. So coming back into like your full-time career and everything like that, once you were out there, talk to me, I guess, about how you went from, you know, 
painting the parking lots and doing all of that stuff and really kind of getting into the thick of the business. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it, yeah, it's it was a culture shock because I always experienced the business through the lens of what I thought it was. Mm-hmm. Like, And I always, like, I knew what running a cash register meant or working in produce, but I never had that um, higher level of uh, vision on it. And yeah. so when I was in Nashville and getting my MBA and all those things, I always saw it, but I didn't really understand it. And then when I came back, you see the, the, the level of complexities involved with managing 200 people mm-hmm. and all, the, all of the different positions and all of the different expertises you need and the challenges of hiring and um, managing accountability and managing expectations and then maintenance of equipment and then like getting into all of that. So that's an ongoing training. It never, you, you never end. There's no stopping. There's yeah. no perfection in my industry. It's, you always strive for better. And there's always competition out there pushing and pushing and pushing the boundaries. So you have like Amazon, you have Walmart, you have Giant Eagle, you have Target, you have Trader Joe's, you have all these, you have yeah. all these guys out there that are, and in my opinion, it just makes us better. Yeah. Um, we're in a very fortunate situation where we have, as an independent grocery store, which is very challenging industry because you don't mm-hmm. have the resources that the large guys have, Yeah. but we have the flexibility. So like myself and my brother, um, oversee the strategic trajectory of our organization. Whereas most independents don't have that luxury. Usually the store owner is the manager, the guy running the mm-hmm. actual day-to-day operations. And my brother and I, um, from a very, very early on knew that's not how we wanted to run it. We wanted to make it so we could be viable 10 years down the road, make it, yeah. make it so, Hey, what decisions do we have to make today that can be impactful in five years? Not just fuck, I need to put groceries on the shelf, right? right, yeah. right? I need to, I need to make sure I hire someone like, yeah, I don't do any hiring outside of management. I hire management, but, um, yeah. And, and I know this is a very circuitous route to the answer your question, but it's just like, it's you're, you're learning on the job and you're just learning yeah. as much as you possibly can as fast as you can. Yeah. And that's, that's how we treat it. The cool, the cool thing that I've noticed about you guys is you're very like in tune with your employees and you're very like celebratory of your employees. You're really out there on social media. It's something that you don't see from the other competition in the area. So like what other things besides that really kind of set you guys apart being an independent place? Yeah. So like the social media thing just bore out of something that I kind of just have fun with. Like I don't look at it as a differentiator, even though I know what it is. I know Mm -hmm. it's something that we do that like the giant eagles of the world or yeah. the Aldis can't do it at our level. They can't right. go to be like, Hey, congratulations to Jim on being promoted to night crew manager. Right. They can't do that because they have 40,000 employees. So we have that advantage, but I just genuinely like people. Yeah. So I just have those kind of per- that personality where I'm like, yeah, Hey, come over here. Let's, let's celebrate this. Let's have some fun with it. Yeah. Um, on the other side, like I was saying earlier, is that flexibility, right? Yep. So like, if you looked at what I'm working on right now, I'm working on a lot of large picture strategic moves that should position us in a really good place for the next five years. Yeah. Um, and that's what my brother and I do really well. And I think if, if I'm looking at it, the customer might not see it, obviously it might not be something that's like, Oh yeah, this is why they're better or why they're good at what they do. My brother and I have very different perspectives. Yeah. So we have very, we have really good conversations on a weekly basis. Every Monday morning, we have a two hour long meeting about everything that we need to focus on. Mm -hmm. And we have no problem fighting with each other. Not literally, not literally, (laughs) but like we have no problem being like, Hey, this is the perspective I have. And he'll say, this is the perspective I have. And then we'll fight to see who wins, like who has, like which one logically makes more sense. Yeah. And, uh, it's not just an echo chamber of like, Oh no, this is, you're brilliant. Or yeah, this is great. And we're also brothers, which makes it so 
I have the ability to fight or argue with him ruthlessly. Right. Yeah. And not be concerned about how he feels. Yeah. Not that I don't, <laughs> not that I don't care about him, yeah. but like not concerned that like this guy's going to quit if I, tr- if, if I'm rough. Right? right. Yeah. And he, he doesn't have the same concern for me. He's like, he's my brother. He's coming over on Sunday for barbecue. I don't, yeah. I don't give a shit if he's upset with me right now. We're yeah. cool. Um, whereas in a lot of other professional relationships, it's really hard to develop that level of trust. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that right there, well, not a lot of people see it is why we're able to be as successful as we are yeah. is that we have these ground and pound conversations where like <laughs> we'll get really mad at each other. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, we're always, always looking for the same solution. We're looking right. for what's going to be best for our organization in the long term. Um, on a purely what's different about us than other retailers. Um, we clearly have the best bakeries yeah. in, anywhere. Yeah. Right. Um, I, I wouldn't, any grocery store bakery doesn't, hold a candle to us. So yeah. I think that's obvious for us. Um, customer service. We have, we have world-class management. Um, our managers are all, all great managers. I would put them up against anyone. So what separates us is our people. I mean, yeah. Mike and I, well, we're the strategic guys operationally. That's where it's made though. Like our team, we have a rock star team. Um, even considering the current challenges of the market, like everyone knows mm-hmm. you can't find help anywhere. Right. Yeah. Um, but man, we got the people in place that we need to, to make it so the wheels don't fall off is yeah. like, it's, it's a really challenging environment right now. Um, and, uh, we're just, we, we're just so fortunate to have the team we have. They are, they are the best in the area without yeah. a doubt, without a doubt. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Yeah. So like leaning on your people and depending on your people, like talk to me, I guess, about the culture that, you know, you have within your organization and like, how did you guys, how did you guys cultivate that? Yeah, it's, it's, it's uh, ongoing. Um, yeah. it, it, what it, it really comes down to is, um, is trusting the people that you have in the positions they're in to do what's right. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's easier said than done. Um, especially someone like me, who's a control freak, who's a perfectionist, who wants things to be done in an exact way. Um, and I learned that from my dad who said there, there are right ways of doing things and there are wrong ways of doing things and don't, ex- don't accept poor performance, right? Like yeah. make sure that in, in, not in a rough way, but like right. in a way of like, Hey, make sure you're holding your team accountable. Um, but it comes down to like saying, Hey, I'm going to allow you this opportunity to make a decision, a real decision that has real impact mm-hmm. and, uh, let's go for it. Um, and letting people have that autonomy. My brother and I look at each other as strictly support rules. Um, we're here to help you guys do your job. Yeah. Um, if we can help you be more successful, that's awesome. Um, we're not there to, to micromanage at all. We don't micromanage. Um, we will manage the situations that need our management. Sure. Um, but 99% of the time it's, Hey, you, we hired you for a job or a role. Mm-hmm. We think you know more about it than I do. Like I have a produce manager. I'm not telling him how to be a produce manager. Right, You're yeah. a produce manager for a reason. You know way more about produce than I do. Yeah. Um, I know way more about running a business overall and a general, like how to manage a logistics of a 200 person company, but that's not what we're talking about. Yeah. Um, you're here to do your job, right? That's, and that's, that's my brother and I's philosophy is like, you're here to do your thing. We're here to do our thing. We're yeah. here to work together. Nice man. Yeah. It's really cool. Cause like when you put your trust into employees like that, I mean, I can speak from, from experience just, you know, being uh, working for like different companies throughout my life the more trust that you put into a person and the less micromanagement that goes on, dude, we work a lot harder. <laughs> like we want to be there. It's a sense of responsibility. It's not just going in to punch a clock. It really is just like you are 
part of an organization and you're doing your part to keep everything on the level. Yeah, I, I look at it like even like people that are underperforming, no one wants to be a bad employee, right? right. Everyone wants yeah. to be able to go home and be like, no, I'm good at what I do. Like mm -hmm. some people might not like what they do. And right. then like we have people like that. It's just what it is. Um, the, the vast, vast majority of people are great employees. And then you have your problem childs here and there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you give people responsibility. People want to be, feel like they're, they have a part of the success, right? They mm -hmm. want to be like, Hey, I'm, I'm a part of the reason why we're successful. Yeah. And they are like it hell without the baggers running out and getting carts without the cashiers checking people out quickly without the deli clerks helping people out and, and putting those meals to go ready without produce, making sure the product quality is good without the bakers, making sure the, the quality is good, pulling yeah. the, the dated stuff out. I can go throughout the entire organization yeah. and you have a very strong argument for why every position is the most important position in the store. Mm -hmm. Every single position is extremely important to the whole process. Um, and just treat it that way. You, you never, you never treat a position as though it's something you take for granted. Right. You, every person in there has a purpose and you, you allow them to, to work through that. You let them, you let them do their thing. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, when I was younger, I worked at Lowe's and I was the cart guy, dude, I went out, got carts. <laughs> like, I mean, I started there, went to a department. I mean, it was cool. It was just like, I think I worked at a, uh, I worked at a grocery store. I worked at a shop and save in Latrobe. Um, Wait, which which one? The one on thirty? The one down in um, Latrobe, oh, so like the where the Danny's. Yeah, the Altman store. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, I mean, that was cool. I was a stock boy and stuff like that. I mean, it was just like it seems like you know it's something that uh, when you start to work in a place like that, you start to learn kind of like you know the ins and outs of like business. You see like business aspects, and you see how like you know, um, the managers are going and, and setting everything up. Like, you know, so-and-so needs to be on the break, this, this, and that everything is like wildly, uh, just, you know, organized. It has to be, it has to be like yeah. so hectic, man. Oh like, yeah. It's, it's, it's uh, like, like how are... do you order groceries for it? Like the thing, like I know inventory and all of that stuff, but like the you quantity, have to, right? yeah, quantity, dude, that's yeah. just, quantity blows my fucking mind it blows my mind too don't kid yourself like I, right. it blows my yeah it blows my mind too like just considering the the average nightly order mm -hmm. i mean you might have two thousand cases ordered in a night and you're just oh like what the fuck is that like you're talking <laughs> about what is that two thousand times 12 is twenty four thousand items right yeah in a, in a night and then they have to work at that night they have to work twenty four thousand units to the yeah. shelf right and that's just grocery that's not counting like dairy or that's yeah. not counting like produce or meat or bakery yeah. or deli and all those guys too so yeah it's it's a logistical craziness i mean we get in our two greensburg stores we get five trucks a week in our store merge we'll get three trucks a week and that's only our main supplier and then we have called 20 other suppliers that we deal with at each store yeah. so yeah it's just logistically it's all about organization at that like that's the whole thing it's organization yeah yeah dude that's awesome yeah so like you've got like you know the big, the big suppliers and all of that. But I yeah. want to talk about real quickly, just like the, uh, the local connections that you guys have made. So you are like, you know, the barbecue and you guys have cards from RSVP and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, like yeah. how did you guys go and make those connections with well, local people? Those two in particular, like then we also do pickled chef and stuff mm -hmm. like that too. So like the, the barbecue Ian, um, I don't, do you know Ian? Um, I don't. Okay. So that's, uh, yeah, Ian's a good dude. Um, um, I just, uh, friend growing up, right. Um, RSVP, mm -hmm. uh, Sue is uh, Mike Ward's wife and right. I grew up with Mike playing hockey with Mike. So I, and okay. I just met Sue through Mike and, and through other things. And then 
we just kind of look around like, hey, what do we think would work? And my next goal, and I was going to go to the last night market, but it got rained out. Yeah. Um, is to go to the night market and just say, hey, what vendors here look like they would work? And just talk to people. That's so um, cool. And just be like, hey, because it's, it's a win-win. Like, we get to promote local businesses, and we get to differentiate ourselves by having local businesses, yeah. right? Because no one else is doing that. Um, and that's one thing we're always looking at is like, how do we make ourselves different? Um, what do we do to evolve the, the, the competitive advantage of a local independent retailer? Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of that, and, and that's why I love what you do is that you come in here and you're, you don't really ask much. You're just like, Hey, come in, let's bullshit for a little bit yeah. about what you're doing and how are you different basically? And you, you promote local business and that's what I want to get into too more. Yeah. Um, we do it a little bit, but we could definitely do a better job of it for sure. It's awesome. I think it's, it's really cool to like, I mean, I remember walking into the Greensburg store on a uh, Pittsburgh street and I just like walked in and I saw Susan just putting her cards up yeah, and stuff. Yeah, and yeah, I was yeah. just like, it's so cool that, you know, she has this, um, you know, this kind of like exposure and this megaphone to use, you know, for her own business and, and what you guys are partnering on. Yeah. It's just like so cool. For sure. And that's, and that's one of the benefits we bring to them, right? Is that we have between our three stores, 30,000 people a week yeah. going through the doors. So you're getting exposure like you'll never get in your own storefront or any other business. Like right. a grocery store is the perfect place to advertise product. No mm-hmm. doubt about it. And if anyone's listening to this, you guys can send me a message if you want to sell some product in our stores. Right on. <laughs> Shoot me yeah. a message on Instagram or Facebook for sure. Um, But yeah, that's, I mean, that's, we're always looking at growing our our business in uh, creative ways for sure. Talking about growing the business. So you guys got, um, what year was it when you guys were able to start selling like alcohol? Alcohol, um, I think 2013 at our store on Pittsburgh street. Yeah. Yeah. And wine, uh, I want to say 2018, I think somewhere in that range. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah, so, so that was when we, we did our remodel at the store. And that was, yeah. it's, it's, it's honestly, it's a clusterfuck. Um, <laughs> I mean, it works for us, but yeah. the laws are so dumb. They really are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The whole, like, you're only allowed to carry out so many out. What is it? Like 128 ounces yeah, or something like that. I think it's 16, 12 ounce beers or yeah. four, seven fifty bottles of wine or something like that. Yeah. It's, it's dumb, but it, yeah. it's, I mean, we're working within the parameters. The problem with that law is that it really inhibits smaller stores. Cause you have to have 30 seats. You have to have a separate register. Yeah. Um, it, it really makes it tougher, smaller stores. So we can only do it at our one store. Yeah. Okay. So that, that makes a lot of sense then because like, yeah, I've wondered why, why, why in that store, not in the other store. Yeah. That's a hundred percent why yeah. but we are fortunate about mad scientists that yeah. my, my wife's uh beer store or beer distributor that we have at the route 66 location and they're kicking ass over there. Too. Yeah. And that was such like an amazing, like workaround to, to all of that is just like you had the space and you have you no know, idea how crazy and difficult it was. <laughs> I'm like sure it was the legal loopholes or yeah. the legal acceptable practices. I like to call it. Yeah. Um, that we had to jump through to make that happen were unbelievable, but yeah. 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 And we had a spot, um, right. It used to be in that we put in. Yeah. That's so cool. Talk to me. I mean, you guys, I see on Instagram, you guys taking trips to breweries and touring breweries and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Like you guys are, obviously some like beer enthusiasts. Uh, I'm going to call myself out. I honestly, I don't drink. Um, I mean, I do, but my wife is really into it. My brother yeah. is a crazy beer guy. Yeah. Um, he knows more about beer than anyone I've ever met. Um, my wife's really becoming very educated in that world. I'm, nice. I'm, I'm a casual drink. I drink whiskey. Yeah. Um, I don't drink right. beer that much. No, no offense to beer drinkers, but it's just not my thing. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, but she's she's got this group. Uh, it's like a local craft meetup group that she developed in Greensburg, and so uh, they had one at um, I 
in Indiana. I'm sorry, I can't. I'm spacing on the the brewery. Okay. Um, and then we have one at uh, scheduled for All Saints or not All Saints, um, Invisible Man. Okay. And then we did a something over at uh, Headkeeper too already. Nice. So we're we're uh, growing that. Or I shouldn't say we. My wife Mindy, she's the one doing all the work on it. Yeah. So she's doing a great job with that. That's awesome, man. And like you guys are adapting so hardcore to like the social thing to bring that full circle. Like I love how businesses are really just like okay, we have to jump on this. And like everyone takes like a really unique approach to doing it. Um, you know, back in the day, like uh, let's say like back in Latrobe or something like that, you had like Rose's distributor or whatever. Those guys, I mean, social media wasn't a thing then, but like, could you imagine telling somebody like, Hey, in 20 years, not only are you going to have to do your fucking job, but now you're going to have to like be a professional uh, social media yeah. marketer. Yeah, I know. And that's what my wife, she's she like the name mad scientist comes from her former career. She was a forensic scientist for state police. Well, so she did dude, DNA forensics. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's really awesome. But it's really, I mean, that's a lot of learning too, right? Yeah. She had no retail experience, nothing. Um, we had our daughter. Um, it was a super chaotic pregnancy. Uh, she was born three months early. Oh, wow. So when that happened, um, my wife stayed home. Mm -hmm. um, with my daughter for a year. So she had to quit her job. Okay. Um, and she'd been doing it for like eight to 10 years. I can't remember the 10 years around. Um, she was a DNA forensic scientist, like what she was born to do. Right. Yeah. Like that's what she did. That was her life. Um, and so when she quit that and or when she stopped going, um, we were just trying to figure out how we we're going to make this distributor work. And it just happened that my wife could make it like my wife was that piece yeah. that was missing to make it work. And so she's had to learn literally everything like she had zero experience management she had no experience running retail no experience yeah. with pricing ordering none of that and, and then throw on top marketing and she didn't even really know anything about beer so she's taken all of that on head first um, yeah and she's been crushing it i mean like and purely from a social perspective we have by far the largest following on social media for any distributor in the area yeah um google reviews we have the highest rated google review um, beer distributor in the area um, and then we're getting a new point of sale system there. It's going to just bring our marketing to a whole nother level. So mm -hmm. like, we're just always looking at ways to improve and get better. And she's a hundred percent bought into it and she's fucking killing it. That's awesome. Yeah. 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 I stopped there. Um, one of my episodes, I had, uh, the guys from first sit brew box in here and, uh, they wanted to do it kind of early. It was like 11 and I'm like scrambling to try and like, where am I going to find some beer? Like, cause we're going to drink, we're going to sit and talk about beer and we're going to drink beer. And, um, so I ended up swinging by mad scientist and you guys were open. I walked in, I got two 12 packs, came down here and we just like, we had a great show. They loved the beer. It was just like, it was Excellent. fantastic, man. Awesome. Awesome. So it was, uh, it was just, it was nice to be able to like have a place open because I was just kind of like scrambling, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. but, uh, yeah, man, it was like really cool. I like what you guys are doing. I mean, like your stores, the bakeries, yeah, yeah, dude, fucking unbelievable. I like agree, our I kids agree. beg for shop and save donuts on the weekends. Yeah. It's just like, can we get shop and save donuts? Yes. hundred percent. I'm down. I'm down with that too. Dude. So good, man. But, uh, yeah, dude, just like, I mean, as far as what you see for the future, um, we just ran into some issues with COVID there last year. Uh, we were talking before the show. Very funny because my life kind of came to a screeching halt and yours took off like a fucking rocket ship. It did. It was brutal. Um, and, and I, I mean, I, I'm not complaining, but it yeah. was just, 
It was uh, it was uh, crazy. I remember it, it happened on my birthday, March twelfth, is when everything kind of yep. went haywire. And um, the next three days were the busiest days in the history of the organization for each day. So yep. like the Friday was the busiest day ever. Saturday was bigger and busier, oh and then Sunday was busier. <laughs> um, like those three days were weeks of sales, like yeah. weeks worth of sales, and like. It sounds great, but when you're thinking about logistically, all right, well, how do you manage this? Mm-hmm. And your workforce is not staffed for that either. Like you're staffed for a normal week, and then you're like, what's two times that volume? How do you do yeah. that? How do you manage that? And also, we're, we're thinking about, all right, well, how do you communicate with your staff to be safe about COVID and like all this uncertainty? And my daughter's in the hospital. At, oh, and I'm at, I'm at Children's with my daughter because yeah. on that Monday, she had some respiratory challenges. Then I went to her her pediatrician and they're like, uh, we need to ambulance you to uh, Children's right now. Oh, my God. I was like, fuck me. Yeah. Talk about timing. Right. Um, and like I didn't care at all about the stores at that point, but it was just like, this is not good. And I was doing social media in conference calls while I was in the hospital with my daughter. I mean, once we got there, she was okay, but it's just yeah. like not ideal. Um, for her, like she, it was like, I was with my wife and in the hospital and spending all of our time there. And just, I, I just couldn't do anything about it. And yeah. knowing that I was there for my daughter and my wife, and we were like a hundred percent there and knowing that this other half of me is, like burning right now like it's insanity and it was just an extremely tense week for me um like it was for many people and then coming back and then her being 100 percent fine and then coming back and being like all right now what are all of the changes that we're gonna have to make to things the way we've done them forever like Mm -hmm. we have to make institutional changes that we've never made yeah um and it was just like, all right, we're gonna have to make changes. And what that did was it gave us confidence and the ability to adjust, right? It was like, all right, if we can do this, we can, we can adjust in any way, shape or form we have to. Right. And that's just, I mean, crazy. Yes. But it was really reaffirming. And it also gave us a lot of faith in each other, the staff, the management. It was a, a, a really, while challenging, it was one of those moments where you're just like, Hey, we can accomplish whatever we want to accomplish. As long as we, as long as we're working together to do it, which we all were at the time, like, I was, I was running register. I was throwing product up. I was doing whatever we needed to do at the time. And, um, for me, my, my staff's going to laugh because I'm, and I, I I work, it's just, I don't typically run register and I don't typically throw a product. I'm typically working, um, behind the scenes doing like the strategic stuff. And, um, I was, yeah, we were, we were throwing stuff and my, my staff and everyone was kicking ass back in the stores. Yeah. That's awesome. It was was nutty. And we're still dealing with it today. Like there's still ramifications of it going on. Like you got to think, um, with the Delta variant and Mm -hmm. people are starting to freak out now. And yeah, it's, it's it's in limbo right now where we're heading. Really is. I, the thing that I really enjoy though, is the fact that you guys realized there's, there's nothing we can do. We have to pivot. We have to adapt and you guys did it. So now you have that confidence to, to go on for the future. So say there's a Delta, say there's something else, say this turns into a yearly thing. Uh, this is something that, I mean, you guys are able to handle. It's amazing to me, like walking through stores and like I, we talked earlier about just like logistics and things like that. It blew my mind. How many, like who was building, the big uh, plexiglass barriers. Like, was that you? Did you have a company come in to build those things for you? It's just, 
Yeah, it's yeah, nuts. Yeah. That all the things nuts. you had to do. Yeah, and that's one of the things where Mike and I are really fortunate to be in the situation, like I was saying earlier about having like Mike and I can kind of deal with strategic yeah. stuff. Is we're on a share group, which is a group of like thirty retailers from across North America, mm-hmm. where we meet once a year and discuss strategies and hey, what are you doing that's successful? What did you do that didn't quite work out? And whenever COVID kind of started, everyone was communicating constantly about, hey, and we had the, the plexiglass. That's incredible. Before the plexiglass stuff even became mandated, we already had it up because yeah. we knew, hey, someone's doing it over here, say in, in Boston or someone's doing something in Florida or someone's doing something in Philly or California. We're all communicating constantly like, hey, this is working for us. Do this. Yeah. Um, the one thing that I, I thought was funny that I was like, we are not fucking doing that is this, the, the arrows on the floor. I was like, that's uh, the dumbest yeah. fucking thing on earth. Because <laughs> really you think is. about it, like, and everyone was doing it because it was like, you want people going in the same direction. But what it really does is it creates traffic jams throughout the entire store. Absolutely. So you're trying to get down an aisle and you can't go that way. So you're standing there and people are congregating in that area. Uh-huh. It's like, we are... But that was one of the things we learned was like, people like, don't do this. It doesn't work. And yeah. you saw John Eagle do it and Target do it and Walmart do it. And we're like, that's stupid. We're not yeah. doing that. It was um, awful. People yeah. break the rules anyway. Yeah. Nobody no, listens to this no, shit anyway. No one cares. But I, I, I'm not someone that likes to do something because it's what you're supposed to. Right. Like what you're supposed to do from someone else. I'm like, if it's not practical, I'm not doing it. Yeah. Um, Good call. So I liked it. Yeah. That's, it, I, I, I really don't. I'm, I have an issue with authority to begin with. But, so do I. Um, My wife's going to hear this part right here and go, <laughs> Jesus Christ, how do you keep meeting these people? Yeah, no. Well, my wife, she's like, my wife's the same exact way. She's like, shut the fuck up, Tom. I don't need to hear shit anymore. You're, you're full enough of yourself as it is. Exactly. Um, but yeah, so that's like our big thing is is trying to be practical with our decisions. We, yeah. don't, we don't make decisions out of, to make decisions. I don't mm-hmm. want to like puff my chest and be like, ah, look at these decisions I made that are right. politically correct. And I'm not even against PC culture. I don't care about that. But yeah. it's just like, I'm not making a decision if it's not practical. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, or mandated by the government yeah. for that matter. If it's I mean, mandated, if it's, then yeah. Yeah. If it's goofy, then why the fuck do it? Yeah, exactly. Um, so what, uh, what do you see then, I guess, moving forward for the future of, you know, your organization, your family's organization? What are like, what are some goals that you guys are looking forward to hitting or, you know, surpassing or anything like that? Yeah. I mean, I don't know that I have any discreet, like I want to hit this percent up or whatever like Mm -hmm. that. Um, there's, I mean, there's a few opportunities out there right now for acquisitions. Um, we're not really, um, taking a stand on it right now. We're kind of letting everything kind of play out and see how the market moves with COVID and all that stuff. But I, we have we have a lot of big projects going on right now. Right now at the Route 66 location, we just finished a full store remodel, um, and we're in the process of redoing the whole parking lot. And we're mm-hmm. going to get some new signage. We're going to get a nice big LED sign out on front on um, uh, North Main Street. Nice. Um, at Pittsburgh Street, we're doing a full store reset, and we're going to redesign the entire inside of the store. That starts the day after Labor Day. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So those are my two big projects. Um, some equipment stuff, too, but uh, yeah. those are like the two big things. Try to change the shopping shopping pattern at our Pittsburgh Street location and try to change um, the exterior appearance at Route 66. Because yeah. I, I look at the Route 66 location, and when you go inside the store, it's in my opinion, it's like the nicest it's a perfect grocery store. The size of it's great. We have, yeah. an, oh, we have awesome staff. We have great management. Um, and I just look at the outside of the store and it's decent, but it could be way nicer is the way I look at it. So okay. we're going to, we're going to invest to upgrade the exterior to make it more appealing for people driving by and be like, Oh, that's not just some little, low, little rinky dink store yeah. that's sitting on the corner there. Like, Oh, this, this place is legit. Um, and that's our goal with that store. Cause we think when you get inside the store, you're like, Oh yeah, this is a badass store. Oh, yeah. it's, it's, it's fucking awesome. Dude, it's beautiful. Yeah. It's a beautiful store. Um, and we've made the necessary changes inside. Um, 
And I think that um, making the changes outside to reflect what we did inside of it will be really beneficial for mm-hmm. that store. So that's that's our big thing is um, trying to create an experience that works for everybody from an appearance side, from a merchandising side um, to staffing and um, trying to stay up with all the recent technology changes yeah. and all that stuff, too. That's where our mind is like just constantly trying to evolve to where we need to be and think five years out, really. Yeah, dude, it's cool, man. The one thing that, you know we talked earlier about it. The thing that just excites me the most, I think is the opportunity for local people and local businesses to work with an organization like yours. Um, you know, like you were saying, you get 30,000 people, you know, a week ripping through the stores and stuff. So that exposure for any of you guys who are on this show, that provide a product or something that, uh, uh absolutely. And I was, yeah. I actually, I, I've, I've been thinking long and hard about different ways we could do that. And, and if, if there's people that have been on the show that sell wares that are like, Hey, I might, it might make sense. Like, and I'm not saying bougie boards works or doesn't work. I'm right. just like, I was the, like, when I heard that, I was like, Oh, that'd be really cool if we could contract with them and be like, Hey, we don't do this ourselves, Yeah, but we have a contact and have like a display at the store of like pictures of what they mm-hmm. can do and be like, Hey, we'll just refer you to these people yeah, or whatever that might be. And if there's other vendors out there or other other businesses that do that we would 100 percent be down to listen to them yeah and talk to them about different ideas because like i said we're we're trying like the easiest thing to do is be walmart right where right. You, everything comes off the sh- everything comes from a warehouse and you don't really have to do anything i mean you just put it on the shelf because like walmart they don't have any meat cutters or anything they just throw sh- shit on the floor right mm-hmm. everyone's basically a dairy and, and no offense to Walmart employees, but there's the highly specialized skills, right? Yeah. Like where we have highly specialized meat departments, bakeries, and um, we have highly well-trained deli associates and front end associates and produce associates. Um, and then if we could get a niche of, Hey, we also have these awesome, awesome local brands that we yeah. work with. Um, I would 1 million percent want to hear, hear that out for sure. Yeah. So if you're listening, hit me up, uh, Charlie family shop and say, Awesome, man. Why don't you uh, tell people where they can connect with you, connect with Mad Scientist, all of that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, The primary way of connecting with me is at the store. Um, Come on down. Uh, I'd love to see you there. But um, I'm on the sales for a good bit. But really, um, if you're just looking to to reach out, uh, go to our Facebook page, Charlie Family Shop and Save. Um, we also have Instagram and then mad scientist is the same thing. Mad scientist beer route 66, I think it's called. Um, and then we also have an Instagram and then we also have, we have Instacart, um, which is a deliver online delivery and ordering for groceries, um, which is just, um, you go to shop and and you can search order online and you can find the ads and all that stuff on there too. Yep. Just did it yesterday. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> excellent. Excellent. I like to hear. All right, man. Thank you for coming on the show, dude. It was, uh, it was a fucking interesting conversation dude yeah. i was really just kind of like interested in you know talking about all the stuff we talked about and i'm glad we hit all the points man very yeah, good yeah thanks for having me man much appreciated absolutely